0: Hello, and welcome to today's episode of Doing Good. Vane offers his successful career as CEO of high growth tech companies to benefit farm families. He leverages his corporate background and network for nonprofit growth and development, all while driving a combine to help farmers in need for Farm Rescue of Horace, North Dakota. We're happy to welcome Vane to the air today so we can celebrate him and his volunteerism.
1: Very nice to meet you, Megan. Thanks for inviting me.
0: So, Bain, if you could share just a little bit about yourself before we get started, that'd be great.
1: Awesome. Well, I, um, I live here in Lafayette, Colorado, part of Boulder County, and my wife and I have a daughter, Sydney. We really enjoy the uh, outdoor life in Colorado and all the things that come with that, uh, snow skiing. I'm a big golfer and water skier and snow skier, so um, we we've really enjoyed our stay here. But my my roots are back in Indiana. I grew up on a dairy farm in Laporte, Indiana, up in the Northwest corner near South Bend. And so um, I was very active on the farm, uh, working as a a young kid and all through high school. Uh, We had both chores in the morning and after school. And so uh, I really enjoyed it uh, for sure. Uh, Once I uh, left the farm, I went to Purdue and got my engineering degree at uh, Purdue. And then uh from there went to work for a John Deere. And um I was a research engineer for deer traveling throughout the US, North America, both Canada and Mexico as well. So um a lot of fun experiences um when I was uh with deer and kind of you know using both my farming background as well as my engineering capabilities uh combined. So that was a, a great five years. Um, after that, I went back to um, business school and got my MBA at Harvard, uh, Boston, and then moved to California. And since then, I've run four uh, software technology companies, uh, kind of taking over for founders and leading them through a process of expanding their their team and, and really growing the business. Um, the last was KPA, where I was at 13 years, and we grew from about 50 employees to 300. And um, Had a good outcome for our investors um, during that process, so it's amazing. Yeah, so I've had a had a a fruitful background.
0: That had to have been incredible.
1: Yeah, yeah, got to see 40 states, you know, over um, a five year period, and quite a bit of time in Canada, North, and uh, down in Mexico. So it was a lot of fun.
0: It sounds like a wild experience, and it sounds to me, or it looks to me, since I'm fortunate to be able to see your face as you explain all this, that your face lights up when you talk about growing up on the farm and John Deere and farming and getting to work um, with farmers. Uh, Can you tell me a little bit more about that passion of yours?
1: You know, you you can, uh, as they say, you can uh, take the boy off the farm, but you can't take the farm out of the boy. So... um you know, certainly a, a big passion of mine to kind of stick to my roots. Um, I love the, the farming aspects of, you know, growing crops and harvesting. And there's, there's something about, you know, getting your report card every fall when you harvest, right? You know, um, did you do well? Did you do okay? Or did you do great? And um, when you're running companies, um, it's not always quite that obvious. You've got your quarterly reports and your financials. And um, that's well and good, but there's a finite, you know, get or done kind of attitude that goes with farming that um, I certainly really have always enjoyed.
0: Well, it sure sounds like you have. Uh, Now, the reason of course we're here today is to talk about volunteerism. And I'm wondering, have you always volunteered within the farming industry or have there been other nonprofit or causes that you have uh, served in any capacity with?
1: Yeah, great question. So as you can imagine, I was, while I was still CEO, um, which I was through 2019, um, I was pretty busy, but, you know, I I grew up in a family where philanthropic activity was kind of, you know, second nature. So we were super active in our church growing up. My dad was the president of our local Methodist church. My mom was the uh, president of the local home economics committee, and then she went on to be the state um, officer. And then she was working on a national level to appropriate funding for the state of Indiana for agricultural uh, scholarships. So um, certainly with all that background, I've been um, involved in different things. Um, so my my most recent company, we got involved with um, having all 300 employees, give them, giving them a day or two per year that was paid off, paid time off to go volunteer. All of us, you know, encourage the whole 300 employees to go out and, and uh, give back for a couple of days a year. So it was super successful and people really, you know, much like me, got a lot out of it and usually get more you know, back from volunteering that you do giving. And so it was um, certainly true and many great stories. And we really highlighted those, you know, each year as we talked about it and kind of prepared for the next year.
0: That's great. And, you know, a lot of companies are catching on to that idea and providing that for their employees. And I know we'll spend more time on you in a moment, but I want to just ask you a quick question about that. From the leadership side of the company or any company for that matter, why did you decide to take that action and to take that step?
1: I think it's important for all of us. I mean, I think having a giving nature is, is, you know, it's, it's there in most people. And so they, you know, we want to give back if we have the opportunity and we're encouraged to do so like myself, many of my employees, you know, we're blessed with, you know, a good job and um, being healthy and, and capable of doing so. And so seeing many of our employees, you know, might've had somebody in their family with a health issue, you know, uh, a cancer issue or whatever. And so then they would get involved in those specific things. They had passion and interest uh, to give back and make a difference. So um, I just think it's, it's, um, it's the least a company can do is to encourage employees to do that and give them the, the time and effort to, to be able to do that.
0: Through your specific volunteerism, could you name a few of the organizations which you have been able to serve with in some capacity?
1: Yeah, sure. you bet. the um, club of uh, Metro Denver, so I've been involved as a volunteer and sponsor of that for several years. I've been involved with the Habitat for Humanity, the the local Denver Boulder chapter, helping there. And then uh, there's a what's called the Community Food Bank. I've been involved with you know over the last fifteen years, but uh, probably the you know the most significant is the one we're going to talk about today, which has been Farm Rescue. Uh, Farm Rescue serves Farmers that are in crisis. It really speaks to my roots as a farm kid, and um, I've had a great time and really have a ton of passion for farm rescue and its mission. The crisis can be a health issue, can be an accident, could be a natural disaster like a tornado, a flood, or a, a drought that the farmer's experiencing. And so Since uh, probably for the last almost a year now, I've been doing a lot with Farm Rescue and really have enjoyed that. In my situation, my father, uh, when he was uh, in his 20s and 30s, had two different health issues when my brother and I were too young to help out. And so both cases, my neighbors, all the neighbors in the area would step in to plant our crop and and, uh, help my dad. And so, you know, I kind of feel like Farm Rescue for me is paying it forward a little bit And um, it has a similar mentality where we're able to come in and help farmers bring our own equipment and our own experts to um, plant or harvest their crops.
0: That's so great. And since he was in his 20s and 30s, were you around to experience him sick and experience the volunteers come in and help?
1: I wasn't because it was before i was even born but the cool thing is i have some great pictures so i have this picture of 30 farmers lined up and uh, they each have their old two-bottom plow tractor and the you know two two cylinder engine this was back in the uh, mid 50s and um, my mom went through and, and labeled the picture on the back with everybody's name on it you know and so these are near and dear friends of ours that uh, stepped up and helped out and um, you know my dad was forever grateful for that so you know, you, you get the same feeling when you go out and you, you know, I I volunteered last fall for a farm family. And it was, you know, for me, it was a it was a big life changer, you know, it really made me appreciate my own health and how fragile it can be, you know, if, if, you know, this was a very healthy farmer, and he just had a unfortunate accident happen. And so, um, you know, the the belief is it's not, if something is going to happen to you or a friend or a family member, it's, it's when. And so, you know, you want to be there in the farming community to help them when they're in need. So that's that's the concept. And it's been been great for me.
0: That sounds amazing. And it sounds like the community that I think everybody wants and needs.
1: And the farming community is, you know, it's, it's a special community, right? It's the backbone of, of the United States. It's, you know, back in the day, um, 100 years ago, 80, 85 percent of the population were involved with agriculture in some form or fashion. And so there's a lot of history there. We're feeding the world. Uh, These are, you know, very proud people that, you know, certainly are used to being able to get everything done themselves and know how to fix everything and and make everything happen on the farm. And so when they actually do have something that's really serious, it's it's great to be able to step in and help them out.
0: For sure. Yes, I agree with you. Could you talk a little bit about what that looks like for those of us who are not part of the farm community. When you go in as a volunteer, what are ways that you were there to help or how did you help? Sure.
1: Yeah. So the neat thing about Farm Rescue, there's a lot of different uh, roles as a volunteer. Um, the, The main roles are operating farm equipment or semis to either haul their crop or plant or harvest their crop. So My background is, you know, I'm a farm kid. I worked at John Deere in the combine division, and I still farm our family farm with John Deere equipment. So Farm Rescue owns its own equipment or leases that uh, through some of its sponsorship relationships. And so we come in with our own equipment as Farm Rescue. It's, It's very modern, recently purchased equipment, usually. We take pride in making sure that we're well trained. But there's other roles. There's, uh, you know, we have to transport equipment from farm to farm. We need to haul the crop, so we have some some people that have got a, a semi uh, driving, you know, a CDL driver's license and have uh, been trained commercially to drive a semi. So uh, they're a big help for us and a big part of the operation. We have people planting crops and in, in seeding crops in the spring. So having experience with the latest John Deere planters and seeders is important. And we have a lot of those kind of volunteers as well. <clears throat> I was on a seeding case this spring myself, planting corn for a, a farm family where they had a, a 20-year-old son that had gotten a severe back injury. So um, yeah, that, that's kind of a range. And then and then there's the typical volunteer activities that could be administrative related. Um, we're, we're looking for volunteers to help us with community outreach and community engagement. So that just means that you need to be willing to go out and stick up your hand and talk about farm rescue. So we're, we're trying to recruit some of those type of volunteers. And um, of course, fundraising is always important for nonprofits, so we have some volunteers that help us with that specifically as well. So. A lot lot of ways for people to get involved with farm rescue, even if they don't have specifically a farm background.
0: Absolutely. Well, and you. One thing you touched on just now was fundraising, and I know you've mentioned before about using your network to help with fundraising for the nonprofit. And speaking as a corporate leader, what are some ways that you would suggest other leadership and other corporations do for their nonprofits?
1: Yeah, well, I I think there's, as you know, it's if your friend calls you and says, hey, you should get involved in this nonprofit, it's a whole different ballgame than if you just see that email or that text or, you know, read something in a magazine. And so I think leveraging, you know, people that have like-minded interests and have, you know, financial capabilities to, to give back, whether it's helping raise sponsorships from different corporations where you have contacts and and um, friends that are working in those environments and a number of ag industry related corporations are sponsors for farm rescue and we really appreciate their involvement and all the great things they do for farm rescue. And, uh, you know, we have several banks, uh, the, the Bremer bank is a, a big sponsor for us and so on. So that, that is all important. But I think, you know, if you've been an executive in a company and, and or have a network of friends and associates that are in that environment, there's all kinds of things that you can do to help um, raise funds for nonprofits. For example, in our case, we have a lot of capital equipment. And so one of the things that we're looking at is doing some, you know, leasing where we can actually get get some donors to help us with uh, getting discounts on leasing equipment and leasing office space and, and storage space and so on. So there's all kinds of angles. It's not just pure giving dollars, but there's, you know, each nonprofit has its own needs and characteristics of what that looks like, and and so that's why asking lots of good questions as a volunteer or an interested participant on the donation side can really yield some good opportunities for you to think about how you can help that organization out.
0: I agree with you too. On all accounts for nonprofits, it's not as if they must be in the farm industry or agricultural industry in order to do what you're talking about. Every single nonprofit has its own industry-specific, either giants or companies of any size really uh which could partner with them in different ways and so that's exciting that you get to be a part of that for farm rescue that's amazing
1: yeah so i've been i've been uh, working with them on their on their donation site as well so it's been a lot of fun
0: i bet i bet now would you mind sharing a story or two with us we'd like to get an idea really a picture in our minds as to a time that you volunteered maybe for farm rescue and what experience you got out of that, or maybe what fed you from that experience?
1: Sure. Yeah. Well, so I'll I'll, I'll start with the experience last fall. So I I went up to uh, South Dakota to harvest corn for a farmer. And all of a sudden he had a ATV accident with his grandson and was in the hospital for six months having brain surgery. Luckily, he's back, you know, 99% and um, doing great and back on the farm this year. But six months last year, he was not doing anything, you know, just uh, trying to take care of himself and, and heal. So you know, I went up there thinking I was going to be helpful. And, and, you know, when I really got on the farm and realized this could be me, right. This could be any one of us um, in the farming community. It really gave me some purpose, if you will, as I've stepped down from my CEO role, we're, we're all kind of eight types, right. And we're trying to find what's, what's the next opportunity. And so I've been doing some investing and advising and board member positions, but this really got me excited if I can really give back and, um, you know, provide some value to others, but also get a lot from that. There was an intensity that goes with that, right? It was, it was harvesting, it was November. So the weather was going to change at a given time. And so, you know, we're working from seven in the morning till 10 o'clock at night and uh, trying to get the harvest in before the weather changed. So it was, it was a very cool experience.
0: Now, you brought up um, an interesting factor, and that is for people who are retired and how to volunteer in their new phase in life. Can you speak to that and what you're finding in your volunteering and your choices and maybe what you're getting out of it that others might be interested in hearing?
1: Yeah, sure. Well, number one, uh, I've met some wonderful people at Farm Rescue, many of them in a similar situation as myself, right? They're... Their son's daughters may be taking over their farm. Uh, They do have a, many of them have a farming background. Um, Some of them have either sold their farm or have moved on uh, as another scenario. But in each case, they have that kind of help your neighbor farming community attitude. And so they're salt of the earth type volunteers. And um, each of us are getting more out of it than we're than we're giving. And we really appreciate that. So working with Farm Rescue, I've met some wonderful volunteers. And I'd say most of us are you know, in our 60s and 70s. And in that kind of scenario where we're either kind of phasing out a little bit from our career or have some time on our hands and are able to give back like that. I think in some of the other volunteering activities I've done, you know, I've just been a good worker bee and I've I've appreciated that. And I feel like I'm getting something out of that as well. But in this scenario, I can really add value because A, I've I'm helping them out a little bit, you know, thinking about strategy and expansion and providing more services across the U.S., you know, to additional farmers. And I've got the farming background and I've got the John Deere background, uh, engineering background. For me, it's a great fit to um, be able to do volunteering to fundraising and everything in between. So I highly recommend it for others that are listening to think about, you know, what are you passionate about? What things do you care about? Whether it's... um, Helping individuals or communities, there's you know unlimited number of nonprofits that are working on different causes. And you know, I certainly challenge you. Um, one of the things I did was I had a consultant in my last company come in and actually inform the executive team of all the different things going on in our county, um, just so we could be aware of um, you know some of our different nonprofit options.
0: I think the more people know, the better. They're able to make better decisions for themselves and. They're able to provide ideas for services if their friends or family need them. If someone doesn't know what their passion is, how would you help them through that thinking process?
1: Well, that's a great question, Megan. I I think, at least for me personally, it was experiencing different activities. And so I would highly recommend them to go volunteer you know, four or five different organizations that they find in their area that are convenient for them. And from that, they'll learn a lot. And there's all kinds of things in most communities where you can go test out and see, you know, if it's a good fit and if you get excited about it and if you're passionate about it. And you don't have to be passionate going in, but I think uh, the experience will dictate you know, some feelings. And so then you can decide if that's a good fit for you or not. That's the advantage of being in today's world versus 20 years ago. I mean, Google is so powerful. You can easily just start Googling, you know, children, nonprofits, and then you can, you can be as you know, generic or you can be specific for your areas you want to be. And you'll find all kinds of things um, in that process. Kids Tech was just a local organization that started here, and we heard about it from uh, a friend of mine, and, and my wife got involved, and it's been great. So I, th- I think a lot of it is, you know, whether it's asking around, if you, if you ask some of your community leaders, there's a lot of ways to uh, get in touch with some of the local entities, uh, nonprofits, and then um, if that doesn't work, uh, I'm sure doing a little Google search will turn up a lot for you.
0: For sure. And I'd just like to add that if someone is looking for uh, a volunteer opportunity and they are of a certain age or older, then AARP.org is a great resource to start. Also, while we have just a few more minutes, I want to ask you if there are any other messages or stories or thoughts you'd like to be sure to get across. Um,
1: yeah I think it's interesting um w- one of the one of our top priorities at farm rescue is just getting the awareness that we are available and uh you know getting these proud farmers to raise their hand when they need help and so I would argue that you know for those volunteers out there thinking about you know how you might get involved with farm rescue or any organization there's always this awareness component that's important, right? We're putting a lot of focus on, we're getting a whole volunteer organization put together that's a community community engagement um, with kind of an ambassador for each state and then a downstream group of volunteers that attend different farm events and activities, increase awareness and build trust so that the local farm families know that we exist and that we can help them if they have some kind of issue going on.
0: I love that! What a smart idea!
1: And so it's a way for us to get feed on the street, you know, inexpensively, and uh, allow additional volunteers to get involved with Farm Rescue that may not want to operate equipment or may not have the skill set, but being able to get up and talk about Farm Rescue is something that they like to do. So uh, it's a win-win for for the volunteers, and it's great for Farm Rescue to get the you know get the experience. And ultimately, what we really want is we want to serve more farm families that are having needs. And so it's it's a it's a you know complete circle there on being helpful.
0: That's so valuable and and meaningful really for everybody who you're helping and touching. What have you gotten from Farm Rescue and in volunteering specifically that you'd like to share with the world?
1: I've gotten a ton from Farm Rescue, right? So I, I've been, <clears throat> as I mentioned, a you know an active executive and leader for. Thirty plus years uh, leading technology companies, and so this has given me a kind of a step-off point where I can be involved in an organization as a volunteer and feel like I'm really bringing some great value to the organization. But ten times more than that, it's my my you know what's what they're giving back to me is being able to go out and work with farm families, which is kind of you know the roots of my life, uh, growing up on a farm. And uh, knowing how fragile health can be um, and being able to help people that have some needs there, whether, you know, they're having a health issue or accident or whatever. So to me, it's been super rewarding. You know, I get to... uh, go out and and feel like I'm doing a great job for for these farm families. And um, it gives me purpose, it gives me meaning in life, and it gives me something to look forward to. And the next, you know, the next time I get a call to come volunteer, I'm excited to go do that. And so um, I can see that being a big part of my next five to 10 years uh, and longer as I look for things to keep me out of trouble and keep my mind going and also use my people skills and my, you know, my farming skills.
0: I think we should all all say strive for that too, to find that at any age, really. And um and I'm so glad that you found it and that you are enjoying life and, and volunteerism is such a big piece of it. You like to help the farm families. You know that life is fragile, that health is fragile, and that this fulfills you. What is that taken to the next level? What is the next piece of that or step with that that you would either like to do or feel or carry out?
1: I can do a lot as a volunteer farm rescue. I I think that I'm also trying to, you know, bring some of my business skills and, and uh, growth skills to bear. Recently, I've gathered up an HR attorney that can help them with workers' comp insurance as we're expanding in new states and making sure that our volunteers are covered with insurance. Um, Uh, helping them with recruiting, you know, helping them think through uh, different strategies for creating awareness and um, getting farm families comfortable and trusting us, thinking through, you know, how do we uh, make each of these farm shows that we attend more effective so we can recruit more volunteers like myself, as well as um, educate farm families. So to me, it's uh, using all my marketing and sales and leadership skills and, um, and bringing that to an organization that's open to ideas and that, um, really fits my passion. So, yeah, it's kind of the best of both worlds for me uh, in that regard.
0: It sounds like it. What would your dad say about your volunteerism today?
1: Well, he'd be proud. Uh, my mom would be proud. Um, both felt like it was all about giving back and, uh, being a good neighbor and being a good, uh, community, you know, engaged, uh, person. And so, um, you know, that was just the way we were raised, right? When the when the neighbors had work to do, you know, in the summertime, I was down baling hay for them, you know, 30% of the summer. And then they were up helping us out when we were, you know, when it was our turn. And so that was just, you know, if you go way back, the old threshing teams would come through and thresh uh, every farm's uh, crop and all the neighbors would come in and help out. So it's, it's that kind of feel that, you know, feels like I'm back in the old threshing days where we all Farm Rescue volunteers, we we all jump in a car and drive over to a farm and help out that farmer and get him through that situation. What we're really proud about is 97% of the farm families that we've helped out of these 800 farm families are still farming after three years. So you, you can imagine if you've had a health issue or a bad accident, you know, the likely thing that your spouse might be saying to you is, we got to sell the farm, you know, you know, you just can't do this anymore. And so the fact that we've given them time to heal, we've allowed them to go focus on their health and, um, and get back on their feet, then they can continue with the farm really speaks to, I think the value that we can bring to, the, bring to the table for the community.
0: That's fantastic. Well, thank you for all that you do in your community. And I absolutely know that that Im- impacts me and the food that i have on my table so i appreciate that and um and thank you for your passion and for sharing your time and talent today and of course through all your volunteerism
1: yeah you bet well, it's great talking to you, megan we really enjoyed uh, all the uh good things that uh, it was it was great to talk about farm rescue and just being a volunteer in general right i think all of us can learn something from, you know, other volunteers. And, you know, if you have one of your friends that's active in something, I mean, my sister, since she's retired, she's been active in several things. Um, She's a few years older than I am. So it was a it was a good uh, kick in the butt for me to see what she was doing. And so I knew that once I got to um, have a little free time that I had to go find my own passion. And so
0: I love it. Peer pressure is good.
1: pressure is good, (laughs) and uh, but but the feel good is even better when you're actually doing something. So I'd encourage everybody to think about how they can get involved.
0: I love it. Thank you so much. Thank you. It was a pleasure having you today. And please give our best to the farmers.
1: I sure will. Thank you for having me on.
0: This has been the Doing Good Podcast. Check out the nonprofit Doing Good online at doinggood.tv.